Ooh. All right. Tough <laughs> one. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. I have to say I'm not super excited about reading more of this stuff. <laughs> I, it's, it's just he takes so long to get to the point. Well, so, you know, I was actually thinking, because I read on into the second and third book, nice. and I was actually thinking maybe we should have done, like, the third. Okay. Because, uh, or even one of the later ones, because it's more of, <clears throat> it's less of this, <laughs> it's less Socratic, honestly. I mean, it's still, obviously, you have yeah. the dialogue style where, you know, he's asking a question to refute things mm-hmm. and to find what the ideas are, uh, but it's not quite as... Um, I mean, I would say the Republic, the first... Oh, yeah, so we're talking about the first book of Plato's Republic, right? (laughs) Is this episode 11 or 12? 11.2. Or is this 11.1.2? Like... What? Oh. No, no, it's 11.2. Okay. Or like 11A and 11B. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of thinking that we could like... You know, another option is we just... We, like, do one book, and then we come back to the Republic, and we slowly work our way through it. Because, I mean, there's ten books. Right. Uh, but that's but giving it a lot of weight. It is. It is. It is. But it's, yeah, I mean, to be fair, it is a pretty important piece of work that's yeah. influenced a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even Mussolini read it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Weber. Nice. And uh, Hegel. You know, I mean, and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And All the folks. A- all the folks. I mean, and you can definitely see. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, I understand it is it is tough, and um, maybe I, mean, I have a, a tough translation too, because I did find a few other translations that were a little easier. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the basic idea is that they're trying to define justice and understand justice, right? And and it's all kind of. Uh, laid out in the beginning, or at least they, they start to get into justice, and he refutes three definitions of justice, one right. by Cephalus, one by Thrasymachus, and one by Polemarchus. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing those right. correctly. But, uh, and, then, and then the second book, you know, you get another definition by Glaucon and this other dude. Adamantus. Oh, they keep on the justice thing, huh? They keep on the justice thing. And then ultimately, this is how he gets into, Socrates gets into defining the ideal state because he's like, well, it's kind of difficult to, it's kind of funny and kind of interesting. He's like, it's difficult to define justice on an individual level, just like looking at like a really small thing from far away is mm-hmm. difficult to see, but so maybe let's try to look at something bigger and that's how they get into the state talk. And, and then, you know, it's, but it's interesting because he basically defines an authoritative state where you have a sort of like, you know, you have uh, uh, a bit of just uh, yes, like, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of censorship and stuff like that. And that's why I thought the book three might be interesting to get your opinion sure. on because he's talking about how like even just ripping into like Homer and stuff, how, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I mean, I guess probably the easiest way to def- to summarize it would be by talking about the three types of justice that are defined. Sure. So it, you know, it starts off Socrates going in and, and talking to this older guy, Cephalus. Right. And they get into some interesting discussions about death and stuff that we can talk about. I feel like about. that's the most interesting part. I was, I was right. enjoying the beginning. Right. And then when we started getting into... It's this, actually, it's the same thing I had with the, the apology. Yeah. Is I find um, 
Socrates' line of questioning to be more confusing than anything. And it doesn't <laughs> feel like he's hitting home runs to me. Well, yeah, it feels I mean, like he he's would... asking sort of strange questions that are t- repetitive and also s- unclear as to exactly where we've gone. Well, that's part of it is that it's like this step-by-step, obviously, process. That's what the Socratic dialogue Right, but that's what I'm saying is, is it doesn't feel... I'm not following steps. The it feels steps, like yeah. he says three of the same thing, and then he says something that feels completely different to me. I mean, I agree. There, there are some logical jumps in it. Um, Even but, how we got to justice was pretty funny. Because <laughs> he was talking to the old guy yeah. about, about death and stuff. And then mm-hmm. he makes some weird statement like, well, since we're talking about justice, what do you think that is? And I don't remember them really talking about justice. I even have a, a note that it was sort of shoehorned in. Yeah, no, and I think that might be a translation, too, because he's basically talking about just the Cephalus brings up justice in the idea of like owing, like possess, like it's you can live a just life more right. easily if you're rich. Right. And that's kind of how it's brought it up. And then Cephalus is like, uh, yeah, he's his definition of justice to tell the truth and return what one has received. And then Socrates refutes this by saying, you know, well, what if you give a knife to somebody and then they go crazy? Or what if somebody gives you a knife, sorry, and then they go crazy and want it back? You're not going to give them back the knife. Right. <laughs> and then Polemarchus comes in and says, well, okay, uh, it's actually to render each his due, um, and and in other and then sort of elaborates like you know you should be just to your friends and un- right and, or you should justice you is should helping tr- friends and harming enemies exactly and then Socrates refutes this by saying, well every time you harm somebody you're basically creating more and you're creating more injustice I think is the right. idea. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a few things highlighted that are trying to, let's see, yeah. Human beings who have been harmed necessarily become more unjust. That's it, that's it. Um, but are just men able to make others unjust by justice of all things? Or in some, are good men able to make other men had by virtue? Right, bad, and, yeah, and in, bad, in bad no virtue. cases is it just a harm. Right, is sort of where Socrates concludes. Mm-hmm. And then the final one, which is sort of, I guess you could say, the most pedantic, or at least they get on the most. This is where I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> this is so yeah. annoying. <laughs> is Thrasymachus, who himself is kind of annoying too and very aggressive. Um, and right. Sometimes <laughs> I fear that I have a little bit of Thrasymachus in me too. Nice. <laughs> you know, but he he's sort of talking about how justice is to the, it, it's the advantage of the stronger, basically. Right. It's whatever is advantageous to the stronger, justice is the powerful, is kind of how I like to think about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but then Socrates refutes this by saying, well, you know, what about the the stronger are able, what if they make a mistake and then they do what's disadvantaged to themselves? Then, you know, then that right. wouldn't be advantageous to them. Um so I think he also makes the argument or seems to be making the argument that the stronger also don't or sort of can't do things that are in advent advantageous to themselves but 
can only focus on stuff that is advantageous to those weaker. And, you know, that the, pi- the pilot of a ship, while they're being the pilot of a ship's focus, is on the well-being of the ship and the sailors, the things under its command. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And that, yes, yes, I think so. Um, but I it was agree. kind of I mean, a strange point. It, it all felt very. It felt distilled. Ideas were distilled to the point of confusion. I think. <laughs> well, I mean, this is again. This is part of. I think what they're doing is they're trying to take some of these assumptions that we have and really just look into what what's the bedrock of these. Which is why I think ultimately, I mean, there's debate about. Like he does, Socrates does end up getting somewhere with what justice is, but it's, you know, it's a little bit of a, of a... Is it uh, in the next book? No, 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 it's at the very end of this. Justice is virtue and wisdom, and injustice is vice and ignorance. But then he even Uh, says he can't know that. Yes, yes. He says, so now that as a result of the discussion, I know that I know nothing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you'd like that. As long as I do not know <laughs> what the just is, I shall hardly know whether it is virtue and whether or not one who has it is happy or unhappy. Right. He says this and then he starts sort of questioning. That's the it. end. That's the last Yeah, no, sentence. I know, I know, oh. I know. But I think he gets the closest with those is I guess what my point is. And then that's, yes, you're right. That's why. And then so in the next one, Glaucon comes in and actually kind of makes an interesting point saying, um, well, we don't have to get there, but it's, it has to do kind of with a social contract of justice and that, you know, you're, you're, uh, you know, commit injustice is a good and to suffer is an evil, but that the excess of evil and being wronged is greater than the excess of good and doing wrong. So that when men do wrong and are wronged by another and taste of both, those who lack the power uh, to avoid the one and take the other, determine that it is for their profit to make a compact with one another, neither to commit nor to suffer injustice, and that this is the beginning of legislation of the covenants between men. Um, right. So the essential nature of justice is a compromise between the best, which is to do wrong with impunity, and the worst, which is to be wronged and be impotent uh, to get one's revenge. <laughs> so... And then they get in this whole thing about how, you know, actually the best, I mean, this Glaucon, 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 however you pronounce it, and Adamantus, or Adamantus more specifically gets into this whole thing about how actually the best thing is to appear just, but to actually be unjust, you know, kind right. of Machiavellian, Machiavellian in, the, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but anyway, we don't have to get into that. But, but yeah, I mean, this is why he goes and bu- they build a whole state. <laughs> Trying to figure out where justice is and stuff like that. This reminds um, me of uh, of deconstructionist readings I did uh, in college. Hmm. People, the their what was his name? Benjamin Boritz, I think. Hmm. He tried to decon. What is music? Deconstruct uh, it and rebuild music from the ground up linguistically. <laughs> yeah, how did they do? I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's my answer. I have no idea. That's a, I'm in the same place as this. Like, sure. It's at this point where you deconstruct things enough, and then anything can kind of be true. Sure. Because sure. there is nothing. So, so now we're starting from scratch. So you can just say it's this or that. Yeah. Well, there is one, I think, conclusion he makes, and, and I think Cephalus is kind of getting at this with the death talk. 
Right. At least I take this as a conclusion. Right. And it's the just person is the happy person. And I feel like Cephalus is kind of getting at this when he's talking about like, what do you actually care about at the end of life? Right. Socrates asked him, you know, kind of, what's, what's it like to be old, basically? And right, I was also right. thinking, like, Socrates is kind of old. I guess he wasn't as old at this point. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, Cephalus was just like, as you get older, you start to think about, you actually think about death and, and you start to equivocate on all the things that people talk about that comes after death. And then you think about the people you've harmed. And so this is how I think it is kind of building up into this justice discussion because it's bringing up this idea that as we reach the end of our life, we start to take tally of all the things, all the, all the injustice we've done. And right. I think that's why ultimately the just person is going to be the happy person because they will feel that they haven't harmed anybody, I guess, in that sense, if you want to take justice as, you know, Well, I feel a, like there's a do. problem, there's a linguistic problem happening because we don't know what justice is yet. So how can we say no, no, justice no, is no, anything? No, but we, yeah, no, I agree with that. But sort of taking cues from some of the conclusions that they've made, like the just per, it's, you're not going to harm. A just person doesn't harm because it harm creates more injustice as they sort of get into in the Polemarchus discussion. Right. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not saying this is this hold, but it sort of feel, you know, it's, it is kind of in line with how I feel. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I mean, we, we kind of touched on this before that they don't really conclude. Right. And even right. in the end, um, but, but yeah, I mean, maybe a good jumping off point would be to start talking about what we think justice is. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I, I think it, it basically does. I think it, it's related to fairness. Mm -hmm. And I think it is mostly a buzzword. Yeah. Like, I don't think it has, I don't think it has a, a strict meaning. Uh, I think it is related to fairness, and people tend to use it when they feel like something is unfair, you know, injustice, mm -hmm. or justice would be the opposite. If they feel like something is fair, we want justice means either we want revenge or we want to be treated fairly, mm -hmm. according to what they think fair is. Yeah, right. And I don't know what Socrates would have to say to me about that, but. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it's I don't think it's the advantage of the stronger. I don't think it's doing good or bad. I don't think it's about being happy. Right. Well, I think we can maybe get somewhere by saying justice it appears to be relative or subjective. Mm. Justice is subjective. Right. Well, well, uh yeah, I mean I think that there are plenty of arguments that it isn't like the only person who can deal out justice is God kind of a thing. Right. But this is where I also think justice has something to do with consciousness. Right? It's like, does justice exist in the animal kingdom? It requires an observer to make a calculation, and the observer needs to be sentient. Right. I mean, I think ju justice, if I think about the word, what I imagine is... It has to do with that which is right or in accordance with the will of 
God or nature or something like that. Right, but but it requires an observer to have a, a to have a like a idea. judge. Yeah, and I mean, and this is why I sort of was saying it's relative or subjective mm-hmm. because it's going to depend on the person that's making that judgment. But we don't treat it, I would say that in at least in general parlance, we don't treat it um, as subjective. We talk about something being just or like justice or injustice are treated as objective ideas. It's I mean, un- that's fine, but that I would say that's a that's theatrical because it's like it's mm-hmm. of course. I mean, just take, just take the Palestinian and Israeli right. conflict. I mean, you have both sides that could probably point to a lot of injustices and right. just acts, you know. And that seems and what to be, do, what do they even mean by what do they mean by it? What do you think they mean by it? I think that actually what you were getting at with kind of uh, fairness and revenge right. is actually probably getting kind of close there because it, you know, there's an imbalance that right. has taken place, it seems, that requires rebalancing when justice right. comes into play. It's like, I don't know if you talk about justice when there isn't, when everything's balanced. It only seems mm-hmm. to come into discussion when somebody feels like there is an imbalance. Right. I mean, that's where the, the metaphor, the scales of justice. Right. Yeah. And... And they don't talk about that anywhere in this chapter. Right. But with... Well, I mean, and maybe it precedes, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? Like, it's, you know, I don't know when people started using scales as a metaphor for that. Right. But, you know. No, but they don't... They don't. They're not really getting at fairness a little bit with the what is owed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Socrates' ex, uh, example to refute that about how you wouldn't give a crazy person a weapon, even if mm-hmm. it's you know technically their weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that doesn't really get that that muddies the waters of the the basic situation because. Uh, there, there is a sense in which what is owed has to do with people sort of engaging in on equal footing. Right, which I feel like is actually why they get into this discussion of the state. Because right. it's like the discussion of the state, in a sense, the reason it's so authoritative in many ways. I mean, they basically talk about eugenics and, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're like breeding leaders and everything like that. And then you've got the noble lie comes right. into play yeah. and stuff like this. Um, is It seems to be sort of creating a, a state where, every, where, where everybody is on an equal ground. So justice can be established, if that makes right. sense. I just from from my reading of it, I get to the end of this chapter, and I am at a place with the word justice, where every time they use the word, I have no idea what they mean, and so I don't even know what they're trying to establish. <laughs> yeah. If well, somebody says to me justice yeah. is fair treatment or something, I'm not well, saying that that can't be broken down in well, a Socratic again, way I further, think- but. Yeah. I can operate at that level and at least kind of get a sense of what you're talking about. I'm so lost with what they're talking about. Right. 
I don't know what they're trying to do. Well, they're trying to define it, which is why I think you're... Lo- I mean, that's the thing is I think... But like, it, in a sense, a word can mean anything. It's just a sound. Sure. I mean, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, but you know... No, no, but, but, but seriously, so they're yeah. trying to define it. So there's people putting forth definitions, I guess, and Socrates pointing out how those definitions have various inconsistencies. Well, ultimately, I think they're trying to uh, they're trying to define how one can live a life most ideally. And what I just, would ask Socrates is: Are there any words that he? Are there any definitions he knows of that have no inconsistencies? Mm-hmm. Well, that's why maybe I was saying we should like read the book on words. I can't remember uh-huh. which it is. I think that would be yeah, that would be good. Um. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll figure it out before the end of this, and then nice. clip it. So, um, so what about you? What I feel like I, I have three questions for you. What, what do you think justice is? Uh, and then I forgot the second one. It was it was a good question. I forgot it, but yeah, what do you <laughs> think justice is? Well, no, I mean I I'm sort of of the opinion that it's like you can't really define it because right. it is subjective. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, it's whatever somebody feels like. It's like greenness or something. It's, well, but that's why I kind of agree with the idea that it has to do with goodness and injustice mm-hmm. has to do with badness. So it's like anytime you feel like a bad has been a, like occurred, that seems to be injustice. And every, every time something good occurs, it almost feels like that's just, you know? Right. Um, but that's a very, you know, does that mean everything that's good is mm-hmm. just? And it, like, are and they, they the same thing? What? Good Justice and, just. and goodness? Yeah. I mean, I think justice might be a subset of the good. So there could be good things that might not be just. Maybe. But there aren't just things that aren't good. I think so. Nice. Do you think justice is worth pursuing? Well, you know, it kind of goes back at this idea that I think everything's worth pursuing with enough doubt. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And it's it's just always good to question your motives. It does sound funny though to say it's you should pursue good with doubt. Yeah. Well, because it's, you know, <laughs> it's like, think about Hitler. Hitler thought he was doing a good thing, but if he had just stopped and maybe considered whether he was doing a good thing, he might have realized right. actually he wasn't doing a good thing. But I feel like the, there, there's another semantic problem happening because hmm. there's what you think is good and there's what sort of is good according to God or the universe. And so like, right. there's a sense in which it can't be bad to pursue what is good, but you could be mistaken in your analysis of what is good. Well, here's one thing. I think justice requires, again, a subject. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, it's like an, it's, a, it's a thing of consciousness. And whether that subject is projecting justice to a god 
or to mm-hmm. what they deem good. And, you know, we could argue that that's the same thing, maybe. Right. You know, it does require somebody to feel that way. And, and, and the reason I was getting at sort of feelings too, as like a good feeling or a bad feeling, um, because it seems like that always comes into play too. That's how we, de- that's how we decide what the just things are or the, or the unjust things are. Right. Is we'll, we see it and we say, oh, well, that's, you know, that wasn't very just that happened, you know, like, oh, that person yeah. just robbed that person. We kind right. of inherently know that that's, again, unjust, or you could use the same word as bad, and maybe they are the same. I mean, that's interesting. Is there anything that's good that's not just? Um, flying in an airplane? And it goes it's well. <laughs> well, but if it goes well, right? And then That's you say, good. well, that is was... that good or is that. Okay, and then no. there's another question. Is there a difference between good and preferable? Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, too, it's too far down for me. <laughs> I, uh, so I think your point about consciousness is, is actually a good one because most people wouldn't say it's unjust if a bear eats a deer. Right. Not, I mean, a deer definitely doesn't want to get eaten by a bear. Right. But right. justice it doesn't enter into the equation. No. Well, and is it just for us to factory farm? Or is it just for us to eat plants? Well, you people know? might say no. I would well, say that then, people hold yes. us to a standard of justice for sure. Right, right. But they're sentient beings. Um, and so that's why they're, you know... It's, it's unjust for us to factory farm or eat plants, whatever, depending on your perspective, because we are responsible for the death of something. our actions and pursuing what is good and avoiding right. what is bad. It's not mm-hmm. the cow's fault or the mushroom's fault. Right. Right. And so mushroom's not a plant. But. Yeah, or, you know, just, I mean, every moment we're killing billions of microbes, you know? Right. Is that but just? I would say that's closer to not being relevant to justice because we don't we don't have the power to change that. Right, but if you have a moral precept that anything, uh, like killing anything, is bad, any living biological entity is bad, right. then by that standard, the act of living would be unjust. Right. <laughs> I think Which, that there uh, there's probably people who think that there's well. There's I don't people know. who are against living. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they're not with us anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but that's why I, you know, I don't think you can really define it. Yeah. Because I think it's subjective. And it, but it, it, can be defined in the, it can be defined in the loose sense of somebody's good and somebody's bad. Right. Um, but that is going to change for everybody. And again, I think that might be why Socrates went to the state because it's like the state he is describing is trying to get everybody on the same page. Right. It's like bringing I mean, up I get, every- I get that because I think having a subjective definition of justice makes it almost useless. Yeah. 
But yeah. you know, if if you have a legal code or something like that, you know, like like we in theory have, it, if if you go through a red light, this is the penalty, and that is the penalty for everybody, no matter who you are and no matter why you've gone through the red light. Then yeah, everybody's on the same page, mm-hmm. and according to the law, it is wrong to go through the red light. Mm-hmm. Right. Period. Right. So stop running the red lights, Antushka. Right. <laughs> Dude, can we talk about how so many people started running red lights during the pandemic? Oh, <laughs> did you they? Not- did you notice that? No, I didn't. I noticed people started driving crazy, though. Well, yeah, that's for sure. But I just feel like the number of people that just run red lights. I feel like there's so many traffic cams, you'd get a ticket in the mail. Uh. No, I mean, a lot of those, like at least in Texas, it, yeah. I think they tried to implement that and people uh, got mad. sort of got mad, exactly. Nice. They yeah. thought it was unjust. Yeah, well... And yeah, it was. But, it is uh, unjust until the until it's passed through the legal code and now it's right. just for them to do right. it. Exactly. The I, justices, it's, it's always funny to me when, when, uh, when they talk about the police, you know, like a justified killing. Or they're called justices. Right, exactly. Justice yeah. of the peace. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, justified killing. Right, because there was some debt that was made that right. allowed it to be paid with a life. Right. Um, based off of somebody's subjective decision. Exactly. But yeah, you know. Um, yeah. So, I think that's probably the big conclusion, though, is that just I think. He's saying justice can't really be defined uh, for everybody, but you can define it for people if you bring them all up in a in the same sort of society, and you can try to make an ideal society where sort of uh, everybody is living, I guess, to their fullest extent and goodness that they're able to do. Right. Um, but it's a little bit like. You know, it's obviously utopian. I mean, <laughs> but um, well, it's really it's really drawing on something because I think that what they're missing in this conversation is that the word justice has emotional weight to it because mm-hmm. you we our society would feel a little bit different if instead of having a legal code with Supreme Court justices that wore robes and sort of feel like these superhumans. We have a rule book, and we call it a rule book. And we say, these are the rules. If you break these rules, this is what's going to happen. And there's no, there's no morality to it one way or the other. It's like, these are the rules that we've deemed are necessary for our society to function. But we don't do it like that. We do it with justice and fairness and virtue. And we use these words that are laden with morality and religion and all sorts of things. Right. It, I mean, it feels like it has sort of a cosmic <clears throat> right. implication versus just a rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would agree with that because, I mean, you're ultimately trying to coerce people to follow right. the guidelines. And, and you're doing it from multiple angles because right. you, can, you can do it with, you could call it a rule book and have a police force right. and, and the rule could be you're going to go to jail or you're going to get shot right. or you're going to get a fine or whatever. But then you do it from this other side about you about justice and lawfulness and all these things that are related to goodness because lawful also you know somebody who follows laws is seen as somebody who's good right 
Right. Right. Yeah. No. And I mean, again, I mean, what's the purpose of all of these laws is to create some kind of cohesion and to get people to to all follow a similar rule. So everybody, I think, inherently understands whether or not they realize it, <laughs> if that makes any sense, is uh, that, you know, they are all guidelines. All the laws are really guidelines. It's just, you know, are you willing to sort of suffer the price that was put down by the state to do them? But you right. can go out and do anything. Aha, um, back to Rosewilder. Right, I know, but yeah, it's true. Yeah. But you are able to go out and do things. Um, and so adding this sort of cosmological element of it, I think does sort of get more people to follow the guidelines than if you did call right. them something. Because different. it's not just that you're choosing to go to jail for 30 days. It's that you're doing something wrong. You're doing right. something bad. Right. And then you're going to have a moral quandary about it on top of just right. the, the... Because our uh, special people who wear robes have deemed it good. Right. Or, well, and, or you could decide, you know, the populace has decided it and you're, you know, it's like the right, group right, right, has right, decided right. Sure. it. Although know. the populace doesn't vote on laws usually. No, I know, but that's the idea, right? I guess. Right. And in some cases that was the case, right? Um, Right. But I guess Moses was just one person. But then, yeah, I mean, look at even that, right? I mean, let's let's just imagine that Moses didn't actually talk to God, but he just knew that he had a God-fearing people. Yeah, he came down. <laughs> he and he's like, carved this is out a way. some stuff on the plates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a way to get people to follow the rules. And to because, I mean, again, it's, you know, if you want to look at it from a biological standpoint, it's like it seems like every entity is trying to work into aggregation. It's like mm -hmm. every every system does this, whether it's a bacteria making a, uh, you know... Into a micro, Yeah, making a biofilm, right? Um, or the, our cells within our body working to make us or mm -hmm. us making a state. It's all seems to be survival mm -hmm. instincts because, you know, as you can get a group of biological entities to work together, they're more robust and right. they're able to survive for longer. Right. So, mm -hmm. and this is the point I kept making about the anarchy stuff is mm -hmm. that it seems ideal to live, you know, on your own. And maybe you could say the most ideal way to live is actually as a single cellular organism, right? <laughs> um, but for some reason, we've aggregated slowly over millions right. of well, years. Well, Lane talks about that too. I don't remember that. She says that the, the communistic perspective addresses an important problem facing humans, that the world is dangerous. Right. And right. it actually does it fairly well. Right. Yes. And that's, yes. And that's what I'm building up to. And that I've said repeatedly that anarchy works until a large organized group comes in and kills everybody and enslaves them or whatever, you know, it's right. just, that seems to be always what happens, whether it's in Athens uh, whether it's in the Wild West, I mean, the Wild West essentially got taken over by the government, right? And right. regular, regularized and lawified. Lawified. <laughs> yeah, there's laws all over the West. It's crazy. It all, it's true. <laughs> Have you been to Colorado recently? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Um, it just, it seems like justice is something to get 
many people, uh, or it's used to get people under the same banner. Right. Yeah. It's the opiate of the masses. It's religion. Maybe. It's a component of it. Right. Yeah. It's such a depressing thought to me. I hate that. Yeah. And it's not, again, though, it's not to say that justice can't exist in one person, right? We all have our own moral compass. Sort of moral compass and opinion about it, but it is affected by our experience and the things that we read and everything like that and determined by that. Right. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, though. it is interesting, the, the subjective nature of it, because I don't remember who, I, I feel like I hear often that people have an innate sense of what is just and what's not just. But even when you bring up the Israel-Palestine conflict, you ask one person, and they have a complete opposite sense of what justice is in this case. Right. Right. Which is why we can go back to Nietzsche, and this is why I was making the point that justice requires consciousness, and mm-hmm. thus justice requires memory. Um, and so if you take away memory, justice does not exist. Right. In my opinion. Um, and that's why, you know, if you want to solve all of these long historical conflicts, people don't like that idea, but you in some ways have to give up your historical past um, if you truly want to, you know. Say again? Maybe I didn't <laughs> If you want to solve historical conflicts, right. you need to give up the, the past. Oh, I mean, that's always true. Uh Sure, but it does, people seem to want to cling to the past. I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing about you know, you 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 have a, a massive argument with a family member, and you haven't mm-hmm. talked in five years. The right. only way you're going to be able to have a relationship moving forward is to be willing to move forward and not exist in the past in the fight from right. five years ago. Right. It'll well, never work. You- Yes, but you say that as like it's obvious, but I don't think it's actually many people think about that idea. Um, And, you know, you could take the further approach that it's like the real way to get over uh, tribal conflicts is for the tribes to mate. (laughs) Uh Because that, in a case, is making a common history, right? Yeah, sure, fine. Um, Yeah, if you want to... Do it with history, I suppose. Right. Um, if you want to do it with history. Gross. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there's two ways. You can either become, you know, uh, have amnesia or you... Nice. I like having amnesia. <laughs> or you find a way to combine the past. And, the, and one way to do that is to, you know, mate. And then you are essentially merging... Two cultures. I think it's hilarious to say you can have amnesia as if it's an option, like it's a choice. (laughs) Like, I'm going to go amnesia. Yeah. I guess that's like taking the blue pill, right? Sometimes I think about that, though. I mean, how much easier will our life... I mean, this is, again, though, it's essentially giving up consciousness. There's a comedian that has a joke that it just made me think of about how stupid his brain is because he's got a smart half of his brain and a dumb half of his brain. And, you know, like you can... You can make your day better by smiling more and kind of pretending like your day's better. Right. And the dumb half of your brain is so dumb because it like heard you make that plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It knows that you're doing that on purpose and it right. still works. Wait, who what comedian was this? This is Nate Bargazzi. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Got to give credit, Antushka. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, it's true I, that this is the downside to consciousness is the equivocation on the past and the future. What is the upside? The upside is survival and everything that we see <laughs> that right. we've made. Airplanes, would, the internet. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's cool. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, what do you think the the importance of this chapter or this book is for um, you? Hmm. That's a very good question. Uh, well, one important thing is it's the. I mean, obviously, the fact that it tried to lay out a utopia a utopian state, which was highly influential. And I think you basically see, I mean, it, book it, one. N- well, sorry, this book, you, I th- thought you were talking about the whole Republic, but yeah. Oh, no, no, well, no, no. I'm talking about our reading, but yeah, yeah. If you keep going, it is tough state. to talk about one of the books in isolation, Fine, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, because this is setting the stage for everything that comes in the Republic. Right. Um, and, the, again, the way that they got that Socrates got to defining what an ideal state was was by trying to define what justice is. Right. And and so that's I mean th- may, okay so there's an easy answer. The importance of it is that it led to that, and then the importance mm-hmm. of the Republic as a whole is that it introduced and influenced the Roman Empire. I mean, you see the philosopher king and queen defined in here. And that's essentially what the Romans were trying to do with all their emperors. I mean, this is what Marcus Aurelius was, right? He was the philosopher of king. Right, right. And and you see it how they were brought up and and everything um, to to be well-versed in all this stuff. And, you know, in book three, he's talking about how, you know, you should be uh, well, uh, basically... Because they talk about the guardians, which are of the society, because that's like maybe the most important thing for the society to continue is having guardians that can protect. And, and, you know, just all the virtues that you need to imbue with them, like gymnastics for the body and music for the soul. And then this is where they go to finding like the types of modes that you should play, like Phrygian and or whatever, you know, (laughs) Dorian. (laughs) Yeah, they have a weird relationship with music. Right. Um, and and also rips into Homer a little bit and like mm-hmm. discusses some of the some of the uh, things that poets shouldn't discuss. But anyway, your point though, what what's what's it for me mm-hmm. is I think that it it does get at this fundamental idea. I say fundamental too much in this podcast, but it does that justice is indefinable. Uh-huh. Uh huh. F- for everybody. Right. But I don't know if they necessarily get at that completely in the first book, but I think they do because it, again, it ends with Socrates being like, but I don't really know. Yeah. Um, uh, what I find strange, I, I don't find it strange to try and pin down justice as a starting point for developing a society. I think it's as good of a starting point as any other, and it's actually there. Are, there are other philosophers who have done that, and actually, a book that I thought might be interesting for us to read is John Rawls's uh, 
uh, book on on social justice theory from the seventies. <laughs> oh man, it's I mean it's interesting. He he introduces a concept called the veil of ignorance. I think we've talked about it, and a yeah. lot of people. It, I mean, it's like it's a famous idea about how if you're constructing a society, it's important that you don't know what position you will hold in that society when you create the rules for that society. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a neat is a is a it's an interesting idea. Anyway. Um, so, but he's, it's also a justice theory. He's, he's, he's coming up with an idea of justice as a precursor for how to structure society. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm confused about is if ultimately you don't think that justice has much of a meaning, why not abandon that as the precursor and go with something else? doesn't have a universal meaning other than potentially... It's what somebody deems. Right, right. Yeah, is, yeah. and so this is know. why I was saying I would be interested in asking Socrates, do you think that there's anything that does have a universal meaning? Mm-hmm. Because his his whole like poking probably holes and things. Not. I would say he probably would say no. Right. But I don't know. I'm not sure either. But he might also say that is I don't know. <laughs> or have you okay, have you found anything that has? Sure. Yeah. Is there anything that's that's airtight? Any term, any concept, any definition? Uh, yeah, yeah. Math is probably close. Yeah, but I mean, this is like what, arithmetic. No, you know? but I mean, but this is what Goodell proved, right? Is that if you, you know, when they tried to lay out the system of arithmetic. They ulti- you know, Goodell proved that there's ultimately a paradox in any logical system. Um, mm-hmm. And a logical and a paradox, I guess, in this sense, is. I, I don't know. That, I don't know this. I don't know what you're talking. Oh, about. oh, yeah. Well, maybe we should read Goodell's proof. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, this is a very famous proof in the early 20th century or mid 20th century, because these guys at the beginning of the 20th century tried to, again, make, I think it was with arithmetic, maybe mm-hmm. it was algebra, I don't remember. Um, but they tried to lay out basically from ground zero the system of algebra right. or arithmetic. Uh-huh. Um, and and then Goodell came and showed that there's actually a paradox that lies um, within any logical system. Anytime you try to make a completely airtight Mm-hmm. System, there's going to be some paradox that arises, right. and the reason that I bring this up is that it seems to me to mean that also you will always find an inconsistency in any universal definition. Uh huh. Which is again why I guess I would say that you can't define justice for everybody. I guess can you um, define it for some people, for like ten people? You can define. If you can't it define one. it for everybody, is it possible that you can't define it at all? Because justice, to me, and maybe I'm wrong, my sense is, it even even what they're going for in in the republic, they're attempting to find a completely objective definition, something that works universally. And I guess I haven't read the second book, so I don't know, but the idea that justice is something 
that justice. Is, right. I mean, that's, but that's, I'm, I'm, I'm waving my hand around. I'm trying to give it weight on purpose because it's, it is, it's one of those words. It's an important word in theory. I actually don't think it's an important word, but. Uh, <laughs> you contrarian, you. If it's just subjective, that's great. It's like greenness, and who cares what my experience of green is? Nobody. I care. Come on. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> because you have your own, and I don't care about that. Whoa. I mean, I, yeah, I care, in, in, I care as much as like, huh, I wonder if our versions of green are a little different. There's no way of knowing. And then that's mm-hmm. the end of that. Right. But I guess that's... And it's just, a, it's just like a, a little fun musing. It's not well, worth I'm anything. Go- I'm going back and forth here by saying like there's no universal definition of justice, but then I say like, but it does seem to be what somebody thinks is good or bad. Right. Um, and, and again, that's not to say all good is just and all bad is unjust. Um, I can't think of any examples of the counter, but I just, they are different words. Um, <laughs> one starts with a J, one starts with a G. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also it's just good and bad feel like even more amorphous ideas than just and unjust. But maybe that's better. Maybe what good and bad are better words perhaps because they're displaying just how amorphous these ideas are. Mm-hmm. Because just feels more real for some reason. It feels a little easier to grab at. I want justice. I don't want revenge. I want justice. Whatever the hell you mean by that. Freedom. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Mel Gibson? I don't know. I don't know. Probably in Los Angeles. Probably. Or in the back of some taxi. What? Remember his rant? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was in a taxi. (laughs) Remember his rant? (laughs) Never forget. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah, no, uh, but yeah, I guess that's what I think, getting back to your question, that's what I think the importance of it is, mm-hmm. is it shows, I mean, and again, this is what his ultimate goal is, right, as he laid out in his apology, is to, everybody says that they know what justice is, you have mm-hmm. three people in this who very confidently said they know what justice is, right. and then he just, and then he just digs into it a little bit. And right. then very clearly it becomes realized that it's a very complicated question and probably doesn't have an answer. Uh-huh. Um, and we're able to get at justice and injustice when we, you know, because we all have our own conceptions of it and then we are able to agree with one another to an extent right? Um, to get at a more global definition. But that will probably run afoul with some other group that has a different conception. Right. And, but it seems to me the one remaining truth between those is that each of them are doing uh, what feels, or I'm now adding right and what feels not right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess to be also taken as what feels good and what feels bad. Right, but then there's different senses of good. There's moral good and there's good as in something tastes yummy. Right, because, uh, yeah, I mean, this is an example of maybe where not everything that's good is just because you could say, you know, there's plenty of... Like a popsicle's not just. Well, and there's plenty of things that feel good 
that are not just. Name you know what I mean? four. <laughs> not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that feels good to me is just. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But that's <laughs> yeah. no. But that's the point, though. Is 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 that? I mean, there. I just answered the question of how you know everything that is good is not just right um well but i would i would argue that's a different definition of the word good i think it's two different it's like a diverging it's a word with multiple definitions yeah because it's an amorphous but that's my point is it's an even more amorphous word than justice um and is there one most amorphous word is that god maybe (laughs) god is the most amorphous it's the most word. amorphous word? Yeah, because this is kind of what I'm getting at. It's like Uh-oh. how I'm thinking about words Oh no. is if you want to think about it as the number of connections that they have within a mm-hmm. brain, the number of associations, uh-huh. and that's kind of what I mean by amorphous. And so good has more connections to other words than justice does. Sure. Um, but this is why it's so confusing, though, is because, you know, everybody's brain is different. And right. so they're going to have a different constellation associated with good and just and unjust and bad. Right. Um, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Well, what do you think the importance of this book is? I mean, I, I think it's important to probe ideas that we take for granted. And I think that especially, I, I don't know about especially. I think that the term justice is thrown around a lot um, uncautiously and unthinkingly. And so I think it's important to probe the ideas that we are espousing to see if we know what we mean by them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just a very simple question of what are you talking about is something that I think I personally, it's a value that I hold. I think it is a moral good to examine what you are talking about. Yes, I would agree. I would agree with that. I think it's great. I think the project is great. I just think it's way too long and it's confusing. (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, yeah, and if you look at how long the Republic is, I mean, it's... Like I know the pages. idea of another like 250 pages of this is driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean. Okay, so we're gonna do Theatetus. All right. Cool. Because <laughs> they talk about words in there. Cool. Um. What does and, it mean? Uh, a lot of these are people's names. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a character in it. Okay, cool. Yeah. The other one I thought was, would be the Timaeus, where they uh-huh. talk about Atlantis. Oh, yeah. the lost city of Atlanta. Of Atlanta, yeah. From, uh, from Futurama. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's a great episode. Man. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, uh, you know, I think he might address some of your questions about, like, what are words? Is there a universal meaning and stuff right, like that? Right, right, right. Um, because it's sort of talking about knowledge, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but yep. yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, any any uh, any fun Reddit updates? Uh, well, I was yeah. 
I didn't realize you posted. You didn't tell me, but I, I yeah. went and checked and <laughs> yeah, I saw that same guy was giving you heat again on that uh, capitalism v socialism. Oh really? Wait, who <laughs> yeah. is giving me heat? You you responded. I don't know. I don't want to like uh, whatever. Uh, well, okay. Well, what was the comment? The it was like, <laughs> can, well, first off, it was just funny. This person just obviously doesn't know how to articulate themselves very well because it's just they use like three negatives. Like it's like triple negatives. But it's like, nice. can you not give a definition of uh, or give a little reason for why what you're posting <laughs> yeah, in this I subreddit is They're relevant? Snippy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you're like, to be honest, no, I just like the banner. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you got responses. So it's like, it's like again, the person's just hating. Yeah, um, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who cares? You're much better built for this. I thought that this. the music one from last week was the funniest we've gotten so far. Oh, yeah. Did we not talk about that? No, no, not yet. Oh, yeah, because we I didn't have a, it yet. I called him a silly goose. That was <laughs> did you funny. see my? You should read my <laughs> I, I, response. I uploaded your responses. But did you see that? I was like, you silly goose. That's <laughs> yeah. the whole point. <laughs> oh, man. It was pretty funny that he didn't think we were musicians. Yeah. Well, and I know they just wanted me to uh, take the bait and say, we are musicians. So yeah. I, I didn't do we that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's by whose definition, you know? Right. That was, uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Somebody was saying, why would I listen to a bunch of non musicians talk about arranging? Where, if, if like, anything, why we're, indeed? we're like the most, <laughs> at least, you know, like two out of the three of us were, you know, you guys were like, we all have degrees in music. Well equipped to talk about music, if anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's, yeah, and yet it's we all... only do one episode on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. And well, we convinced people that we don't know anything about music, so that's good. Yeah. Well, I don't think they listened. Maybe. We got they a just, lot of listens on that episode, though. We did. So, yeah, yeah honestly, maybe we should go back to the music. It was, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I was surprised because uh, I posted kind of late because uh, Thanksgiving and all that. But, yeah, uh, yeah, no worries. I, uh, I was surprised a little bit by some of the responses from this last week's post because mm. it was when we were talking about um, the, the defense, right to, the, right. the apology. Yeah. And I thought it was a pretty uncontroversial take. That it's, you know, it's sort of wrong to speak things that you know that you know nothing about. Mm -hmm. Or that you know that you don't know. To claim to right. have knowledge that you don't possess. And I, I think for the most part, people seem to be agreeing with it. But there's been more people disagreeing with that idea than I would have expected. I thought it was I, basically yeah. an uncontroversial idea. Well, I think that they were, yeah, especially like in the capitalism v. socialism, I feel like people are like... Well, who are you talking about here? You know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm obviously talking about the the socialist. Yeah, right, or the capitalist, or whatever. You know, or because right, like, there was that person with the 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 the, the cosmologists, as if right. I was like picking on cosmologists. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a ridiculous <laughs> response. Um, yeah, I so want I the whole time I wanted to change it to cosmetologists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it, I mean, yeah. Well, and, you know, it's, 
it's interesting because yeah, I, I while it is a sort of uncontroversial idea, I do think the way that you posed it, which again doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I mean, I think you should pose it so that you get a little bit of a response, <laughs> which you did. Although yeah. I would agree that you didn't get many upvotes on this last one. No, I feel, I fewer than any of them. Actually, yes. this is the worst. I've gotten the least karma. It's the worst yes. so far. <laughs> Which makes no sense to me. Well, it was also a question of whether they were the right subreddits, right? I couldn't find the right subreddits for this one. Actually, and yeah. I'm not sure where to post this. No, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. Obviously, it did not really an anarcho-capitalist <laughs> no, or comic not. socialist versus capitalist. <laughs> yeah. By the way, well, just the socialist versus capitalist subreddit <laughs> is absurd. It really is. <laughs> And just the fact that so many people camp in it and respond to stuff. It gets so you know? mad. Yeah. I mean, these people, <laughs> they're all on blood pressure medications. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, and well, the problem is it's like the philosophy subreddits, I think, are going to be more girded with stuff and like probably don't want self-promotion of podcasts. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I've, I've been now kicked off of a few of them. Oh, really? Which yeah. ones? Uh, our philosophy, just the standard philosophy one. The other they one was like you? ask philosophers. When you when you say kicked off, you, they banned you. Yeah, or like a ninety day ban from posting. <laughs> That's funny. Our yeah. history won't let me post. Yeah, I was gonna say you should have. Yeah, I noticed they they were not having it from the get go. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. We'll get them. Yeah. Once we're the biggest podcast on planet Earth, they'll all right, wish right, right. they had let us post in their <laughs> yeah, subreddits. Yeah, Joe Rogan, watch out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Anonymous, no video. <laughs> well, no agenda doesn't us. do video. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not the biggest podcast, though. No, but they're the first. They're not the they're first the f- podcast, but the one of the co-hosts uh, invented the RSS uh, or wrote yeah. the RSS protocol. Uh, well, that, okay, that's, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's very cool. Right. Um, but to say that you're the first is always, you always, because it's like, you know. No, no, they're not the first podcast, but yeah. he uh, yeah. he was in the, the team, or there's like two of them that made the protocol for. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, because I remember being in high school and hearing about podcasts and mm-hmm. then being like, isn't this just a radio show? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it sounds like at what point are we just you know, it's basically just radio. It's right. not even a different medium, you know? Right. So whatever, it doesn't matter. Who cares? It doesn't we're matter. the first. We'll just start saying we're the first. How about yeah. that? Did you see Say the it? the link I sent about the the anarchy oh. without hyphens? Yeah, sorry, I didn't have a chance to read it. Though. No, it's okay. I feel like it's 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 really short. We could almost do like a mini episode, a bonus episode or something. Like oh. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or I mean, you know, if we touch if we get back on anarchy, we could sort of bring it into that. <laughs> we shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I don't care. I mean, we yeah. can, you know, are you are you tired? Are you tired, tired of anarchy? <laughs> tired of anarchy. Um but yeah, so we'll do Theotetus. <laughs> I'll repronounce it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get the pronunciation down right. by next week. And uh, and yeah, no, I mean, I feel like uh, potentially, like if there are some thing, if there's like subreddits about maybe, yeah, I don't know, justice, <laughs> law, 
Uh, oh, that's interesting. That's a good meaning, idea. Maybe start you know, going meaning, in the law direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah meaning kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Get a bunch of lawyers mad at me too. Hell, that's okay. <laughs> I, every time I post on a new subreddit, I'm like, it's a new group of people who can be mad at me about something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Like, no, that's not true. <laughs> oh, you idiot. It's, not, it's like, been not true since the dawn of civilization. Know, do you I not know, know anything about all history? I know. I know. I love the do you not know. I mean, it seems like you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything, man. Yeah. No, you're you're definitely built for this more than I am. <laughs> it's just so silly to me. It is. It is. It's true. It is silly. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Any other uh, fun things? Fun? I don't know. I, I don't think so. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. More more Socrates next week. Tune in we'll, next week. We'll finish him up. Yep. All right. Or Plato, whatever you want to say. Right. What? Right. Play-Doh. All right, see you. All right. <laughs> see you. <ya. laughs>